Welcome to Strap On Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have with me a digital marketing thought leader, Michael Buzz Bazinski. Welcome to the show, Buzz. Hey, how's it going, Jason? Are you related to Buzz Lightyear? I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> uh, no, not a, no, no. Maybe Aldrin. Yeah, I don't know. Buzz Aldrin. Because right. I was going to say, Buzz Lightyear, he's about to have his own movie called Lightyear, right? And That's gonna, right. So, That's so, right. So yes. your name is... I, I have... I was in, I was in Florida uh, about two years ago, and they had a life-size Buzz Lightyear oh, nice. in Orlando. And I, so I, I went ahead and posed with him. Of course, yeah. you have to. <laughs> awesome. And uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about three steps to double website revenue for your service-based business. It's quite a mouthful. And uh, let's let's <laughs> let's jump into uh, first of all, a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this or watching this, they don't even have a website or they don't even know how to get revenue on their website. So you're talking about doubling what they already don't have. Right. How how do we how do we get to the the baby steps here? How do we get to the sure. point where they're actually earning revenue on their website? <laughs> so that is a great question. Something I actually do cover up cover in the book of the Rule Twenty Six, um, which the uh, this premise of the three steps comes from. And um, really, what we're talking about is well, for, first you need to build a website. Like today in today's uh, atmosphere. I don't care what kind of business you are. You have to have a website. 68% of all purchases are precluded by a visit to your website. About the same amount of percentage are the are consumers go to a search engine to start their buying process. So if you don't have a website, you're not going to be a visible on the search engines. If you're not visible on the search engines, you're missing out on two thirds of all of the business happening around you. It's a lot. So, so that's the first baby step is just at least just get a homepage. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Um, shoot. My company uh, helps startups like bootstrappers that are just like in concept, like side hustles for a hundred bucks. We build them a, a one page website. Yeah. And at least I, I get them out there. And I tell a lot of entrepreneurs, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of landing page websites out there, but sure. also if you're serious about what you're doing and you don't have a website, I always tell people, listen, guys, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you had to learn HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, right. but mm-hmm. nowadays you got WordPress. It's easy to use. It's like Google yep. Docs. Yep. Just learn how to freaking use it. Like, I don't know why right. people don't go on YouTube, watch a tutorial and figure it out because you need to start editing that and adding blog posts and changing mm-hmm. stuff. Right. But they don't want to. They're scared. They think it's difficult. They think it's so. What what what's your uh, advice for someone out there who's hesitating on jumping into that kind of management so, of their own site? Right. No, that's a good question. So, what we did was we just created a system uh, and a, a service that allowed people without money to get a website. So that that wasn't the excuse. Because so many times I talk to entrepreneurs like, well, I don't have time to learn a new platform. I don't care how easy it is. I'm just going to do a Wix site. I'm like, no, don't do a Wix site. Oh my gosh, you're going to have to do it all over again in six months. So, you know, out of just my mission to helping uh, eradicate uh, entrepreneurial poverty, I have created a thing called Buzz Builder. And basically we work with existing themes and marry it with whatever content they have. We put it together and then we maintain the back end of it and at least they have it. And then from there, we can help them build out that as they have the money and the time and we build their, uh, their, their uh, word I'm looking for is confidence to play with it. Like you don't have any traffic. 
So it's not like you're going to ruin anything. <laughs> and no one's going to be like, what is this website? It looks horrible because you know, right? you're, no but one's looking at it. it. Right. But it, at least if you start with something pretty and then you go test it with people you know and right. do the guerrilla marketing type of stuff, you're going to be adding traffic immediately just by you telling people to go to the website, which is how most websites start. People see, telling other people about the, the website, right? And you're speaking about traffic here. So yeah. tra traffic versus um, getting customers, two different things. Like, I mean, you can get 100%. 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people mm -hmm. visiting your website, but why mm -hmm. nobody's buying something or hiring right. you? Like, how do you, how do you get people to give you money? Well, if, you're a, if you're a startup, you're going to use people you've – so I, let me use an example. I have a neighbor, four houses down from me. He's starting a uh, power washing company, okay? He knows he must get a website. He will not spend the time. He's got a full-time job. He's not spending the time to learn WordPress, but he knows he needs a website. And he, and he heard that I do that. So he came to me and, and, and we made that happen, right? Now, what he's going to do, he's going to go without knowing he has the website. That's great. But then he's got some business cards, got his website, his website on it. So when he's out there networking, he's handing out this business card so people can see that he's legit. But all of the people on my street will get a special neighborhood discount for him to do the service. And then he's going to use us as his market research. So one, he's going to ask for uh, a testimonials, right? Gave me a, a cool deal, blah, 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 blah. Did a great job. My house looks great. Now, hey, can you, now, knowing what I do now and what I did for you, can you tell me if my if you would buy from me or click on on anything that says contact or would you do whatever call to action that I have on here if you didn't know that and you would just get my honest the honest answers from every one of those people he does. And you only need about 10 people that would that are part of your target market. So right? it sounds like boots on the ground uh, you need 100%. to t talk to people, show them what you have and ask them what do you think about this? Would you click on this? Would you pay for this? It's mm -hmm. not so, it's not so much about trying to figure it out. It's more about finding out from people. And uh, and so let's talk about conversion rates because this is a big problem in the entire technology industry is <laughs> is getting somebody on your website, not just clicking on something, but then purchasing something. And a mm -hmm. lot of there's a lot of um, cart abandonment and there's a lot of people who get to the last button and they don't click it. How can we get, and this is really important because everybody listening to this or watching this right now, they are probably struggling to make that first dollar. How right. can we help people get the first dollar? So it is literally the same people that gave you the, the, your, the feedback. We like literally the same process. Okay. In that, Hey, would you click here? Why wouldn't you click here? What's missing? Is the offer too much? Is it too soon? Is it not what you're looking for? What am I missing in the service descriptions that you would make you reach out for more information or buy? You, If you don't have a firm to do market research for you, you must do market research. Most people are not going to have a firm to do market research. So Exactly. And, well, and and in a, back in the day it was super expensive. Yeah. Nowadays we can have we can train VAs to do market research for of us. Course. Because if we have the right survey and then we can get and we can get the contact information of people who have been there or you have in you, you have uh, at least done business with them once or twice. That's a great way. I always tell people your first few customers, find the ones that best fit your uh, uh, most profitable client personification 
and ask them as many questions as they will answer. And Do not stop asking questions until they tell you to tick off. Yeah, and here's the thing about websites and talking to people on you know around you, like community or customers mm-hmm. or whatnot. You need to get to a much larger audience after that because, oh, yeah. you know, especially if, you know your guy is very specific. He's a power washing. He's local. But what if you're a service related where you make videos for people or you are a musician who, hey, I can write lyrics for you or whatever. Um, you need to get out to the world. How you know? How is somebody who has no budget, no backing firm, no knowledge about virtual assistants? Right. Basically, they don't know anything. They're just trying right. to figure out, I have this amazing talent or skill. Mm-hmm. I have a website that I cobbled together. My friend helped me or whatever. How mm-hmm. do you get that out there besides the boots on the street? The biggest mistake most online businesses make when they're first starting out is they try to take on the world. Okay? Start local. Find out who your clients are locally. Because once you can talk, you understand them, you will start to understand the rest of the country. But the way we talk across the country are, is a little different, right? New Yorkers don't talk like LA's and people from Seattle don't talk like people from Orlando and Texas don't talk like uh, Michiganians, right? It's just, it's not there. So don't try to be everything to everybody. Find your niche and talk to them specifically. Then what you do is if you have something like what you're talking about, say it's a voice uh, talent. Voice talent's tough, right? The first thing I would do if I was a voice talent specifically is I'd find a platform where I can sell my service along with other people who provide the same one. So for voice talent, that would be voice123.com, right? But say I'm a graphic designer, then I'm going to go to Fiverr. I'm going to go to Upwork. I'm going to get that Back, I'm going to get those clients through somebody else's international website, okay? And I'm going to build up that cadre of clients so that I can test out what type of work I like to do if I'm a creative. Then you translate those conversations you've had with your favorite clients, understanding why they love you, what you did different than other people don't, and all those things, you translate that to your website. Then... You test it one more time with those same people. Say, hey, listen, you've been working with me through Upwork. I've got my own website over here. Um, I'm not, and, and there's there's a terms and conditions. There so, is definitely some yeah, issues. Yeah. But that doesn't say <laughs> they can't look at your website and say, hey, if we weren't working on uh, Upwork and you saw this, would you buy? Yeah. Yeah, or no? Okay, why? What am I missing here that's on Upwork, right? Boom, right. boom, boom, right? I think Once the, it's the, tested... I think the, then you can put money behind it and start advertising it. But people yeah, I think the main throw money here, at websites too much. We, we do have to kind of talk about the elephant in the room, though. I mean, Fiverr is a really well-known brand that is convenient, right? Because you can mm-hmm. just type in voice actor or graphics and you're going to get like 100 results. Whereas to battle against Google search or whatever search engine you're using and typing in voice actor and trying to find your website on page 47 of the search, mm-hmm. there's a huge disconnect there. So, right. you know, but we've, we've discussed this. So it's all about getting use leveraging other platforms to get your services out there to people. And then eventually, hopefully, you know, translating that to your website, but going past that, you're talking about doubling the revenue on that's the name of the episode here is how to double right. your website revenue. So let's just give you an example. So uh, I have a friend of mine who's a painter, right? He does this some um, live art street painting with a uh, st- spray paint, spray, you know, the spray mm-hmm. paint, and he does these really cool designs and he can make 
maybe 200 bucks a day, 300 bucks a day doing that. And he does have mm-hmm. a website where he sells them, but he mm-hmm. can't, he's never been able to double that because he, he's only one person. He can mm-hmm. only, he can only paint certain amount of paintings per day and he can only take in so much business per day. So right. he's an example. How do you get him to double his website revenue? And if it's okay. hiring someone else to help, I mean, maybe, but you know, it's not hard. It's not easy to find someone like him. So sure. So the rule of 26, which is the book that we're referencing here states that if you increase the traffic, the unique traffic by 26%, the conversion rate by 26%, and the average revenue per client by 26%, you will have a compounded output of 100% more money coming from your website. You're doubling the revenue, okay? So in this, we've talked all about conversion, right? Because if you don't have a website that converts, you don't, it doesn't matter how much traffic you put into it, right? So we've now, now we've established how we can use our, bootstrap our own conversion rates, okay? Great, we understand that. Now we need to get on, uh, more traffic, right? Because that, that traffic needs to then be able to convert. What, th- that right there, there's a lot of ways to get there, okay? But a lot of them we've already talked about too. Yeah. Networking, getting into associations, um, dealing with um, groups, that a book for you, getting an agent that will take a commission on um, bringing affiliate links and stuff like that. Those types of things, when you're first starting, when you can't advertise, that's what you got to take, right? Because you either have more money than time or more time than money. Time than money. Yeah. Right? Makes well, if you have more money than time, you can advertise. If right. you have more time than money, you got to go out there and, and you do more hustle. work. Yeah, it's more a hustle. Work. Like people yeah. think they build a website. All of a sudden, everybody's no. going to find me and, and it doesn't work that way. I promise you. I've been building websites since 1999. Yes. Back in the 1900s, Same I year. was building websites. Okay. <laughs> Same year, 1990s for me too. And I, that, the, the last piece of that though, is if he's selling out, his paintings yeah. on a regular basis and he can't keep up with the demand regardless of whether they're coming from the website or not he needs to increase his prices yeah as average value per re- client is going to increase just increase it by 26 percent. sounds easy enough and i want to hear one last thing from you before we go um besides yeah. where people can find you is uh, my dad's a professional pianist he loves jazz you told me you're a professional jazz trombonist when you were a kid yeah. What uh, what was that all about? You were playing in jazz bands or you were Yeah, I was uh so my junior high school jazz ensemble went pro. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> and you went along with them? Yeah. So oh, cool. we uh, cool. we played in Disneyland at Sheraton Hotels back oh, in the day wow. when that was a thing and you know when live live bands were were actually playing in the foyers right. and stuff like that of hotels and whatnot. Yeah, so this is back in the night a uh, late night 1980s. That must have so, been a blast. That must have it been was. A blast. It was a lot of fun. And then everyone went to high school, and it all fell apart. <laughs> of course. Yeah, at least you had that experience. Pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. I picked up the guitar for 15 years and, and played on stages with one of those. Awesome. Awesome, Buzz. So, where can people find you, or more about what you do, or what you offer? So, uh, please go to buzzworthy.biz. And that is everything that we offer. If you're just, uh, we will have links to the book uh, further down on the homepage of that site. Or if you're just interested in checking out the book, uh, The Rule of 26, go to ruleof26.com. Sweet. You heard the man. Everyone check it out. And as always, I will see you in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, 
as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.